special oh, recording. Hey, 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 this is our theme song. Take it down. Hey, so you're actually here, huh? Yep. So good to see you. Thanks. It was same. Weird. Same to you. No, don't lie. <laughs> you wanted to do a Skype one again. No. I like I like the remote option, um, just to get content out. Like if I can't be here, it's so, better than not putting out content. So you think I went too hard on The Shining, though? You're talking about earlier. No, it's not a big deal. I'm just like. I went too hard on the movie just as far as, like, let's say passionate. <laughs> a little too extreme. Pre-show meeting. It's not a big deal. It's okay. Like, that's your opinion. That's what you said. You said I went too hard on The Shining with the... Uh, I just started crying a little bit. I used the word, the same word over and over again. Is that, like, your favorite movie? No. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I mean, I liked it back in the day, but... It's good. It's still good. But, like, as far as, like, one of the biggest classics ever made, I... I Yes, like, it's, like, a great movie, but, like, the story. You know what I mean? Like, everything's done right, but, like, the story. Like, I, I, you, I go write a story. It, I, br I bring my family to a hotel. I lose it, and my kids got special powers, and then I die. What's the it's point? It's a good concept, but it was, um, we're still talking about this. Well, no, it's. It's it, like an art film. But I'm, but I'm more professional. Yes, that's Kubrick. Kubrick is yeah. an art, art director, which, which is. 80s art movies are, eh, they're okay. Well, also, like, I don't think The Shining was a novel. I think it was a short story. So I don't know how much, like, King really invested in it as far as, like, it's got to be this, like, a masterpiece, uh, you know, uh, Iliad and the Odyssey, as far as it might have been, like, a 30-page story. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm sure some Shining enthusiasts will write us some hate mail. But This is a happy medium. The last is. show of the year. We are recording this December 30th, 2019. Yeah, you know, that's just how we measure time, though. I know. We don't know what year it is. We've talked about this before, probably. No. It's like stoner talk, but... Yeah, like, we we followed the Mayans. Like, and the world was supposed to end in 2012. And if you've seen Apocalypto, is that... I mean, yeah. like, they're a great civilization, but... I don't know. So, I don't know. It's the end of a decade. Yeah, end of a decade. How was your decade? <laughs> Uh, trying to remember the beginning of it. 2010. <laughs> a lot of things happened this decade. Yeah, for me too. Yeah, a lot of a lot, a lot, lot of things. A lot. I'm not complaining. I mean, I mean, it was it was it's a life. It's Man, a I wasn't even married in 2010. I was in Iowa, at uh, at the Rock Station in Iowa. I believe, if I remember correctly, you that was during the time you did go to Nashville, or I just moved back pre or post Nashville. So, this, 2010, 2011. This decade was my decade of coming home of, and being okay with it. <laughs> you weren't okay with it? Or well, just like before like, that, you know, you're. You, you, oh, fuck home. Well, that's fine. It's like you graduate college and all you want to do is be done, be done, and, you know, be on your own. And granted, I, I mean, I wasn't living 100% at home, but I was around my home during my college. I didn't go away to a university. Um, but as soon as, I mean, I lived in Europe for a while before that. That's um, right. You went to Amsterdam. But, uh, yeah, when I finished college, I'm like, I'm gone. 
So yeah, that was like my goal is to just finish and then move to Nashville. So you went to Nashville and you did the music thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you played in a band in Nashville, and then you came back here, mm-hmm. and then you got married, or like what's the timeline for that? Um, this is your life. That's yeah. old. <laughs> I got married at the end of 2010. Okay, so you got married quite quickly once you returned. I mean, from I was the- still with Mindy. I've been with. Mindy since How high was that though? Not to get personal, but like, was she a fan of Nashville, or was she annoyed by Nashville, or was she supportive? She had a choice. It's like nothing against her, just I, you know. She uh, had a choice. I got and, no dog in the race. I, mean, I don't know if it was. I didn't. I didn't give her the proposition like either move with me or we break up. But it was pretty much hey, because I moved there first. Did you move? Did you just say hey, like I'm going to Nashville to play well, music she, at Sia? Like you want to like hang out, like come visit me? Well, or you want to stay together? That's cool too. The, she was at the end of her degree too, but she had to finish it. And then, um, I, f- I forgot. I mean, she ended up getting a job there. So I think she's just like, yeah, why not? In Nashville? Yeah. Oh, okay, Yeah, she cool. worked in Nashville. So, it, well, I mean, we were engaged. So it's not like we were just boyfriend-girlfriend. We were engaged. It was pretty serious. Yeah. And, like, yeah, like, what was it, like, freshman, sophomore year? I was still at the high yeah. school when you guys got together. So, well, at 15, 16, and we're yeah. not going to... We're not gonna like time. We know time is uh, measured by by man, so we're not gonna say how old you are. But that's you know over a decade, way over. I mean, that's yeah. a long time. Two decades. Okay. Maybe two decades next year. It's impressive, man. I mean, marriages don't last like mine like last of the year. Like, I mean, that's just the way. It, yeah, it's just the way it is. So that's impressive. So you came back, you married her, and then or she married me. She proposed to you? No, I proposed to her. (laughs) Were you the bride? Yeah. Was it a gender-fluid wedding? Yeah. Before? Like, very progressive ahead of its time? Gender-fluid wasn't a term in 2010. Mm. At least in the mainstream, it wasn't. Well, you guys were ahead of the curve, like I said. You guys were some hipsters down in Nashville coming back to show St. Louis uh, a little bit of class and how it's done. (laughs) So you got married, and then, like, how... Then what? Then you got... The guys just like living the married life. And it's just that you know, you had the, kids, and then I still did the band, the music stuff. I'm still doing the music stuff, but on a different level. But yeah, I'll do a sidebar right here with the music stuff. So I saw the Heydays Instagram page. You played a gig recently this past weekend. Uh-huh. Okay, so the lady that was singing the song Coolio, yeah. is that someone you know, or is that just like some lady hammer that came up and was no, like, no, "I'm no, going to no. hijack was, this"? No, no, no. Or no, it was, it was like pretty... the lady, like some important person. Yes, ma'am, do whatever you want. <laughs> The derailer has struck again, but this is okay. This is a cool story. So, no, well, I wanted to ask you this whole time. So I'm glad. Okay. I mean, it wasn't like no, no, no a derailing. We're going to go back on your decade we'll of review back. and your t- and yours too. Oh, we don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so smoking a lot of weed and being angry. <laughs> uh, no, that was pre. So that was. Uh, so this was a private party. Uh, or just private. A party. Wow. It was a private. It was a party. Wow. Was but it we a- weren't advertising it. We don't. I mean, like fans weren't. It was just a party that. Um, Paul, uh, the bass player, he he works for the guy, and he had a party, and he asked us to play to be the entertainment. Yeah, yeah. and so it wasn't the guy who threw its wife. I don't know this some, some relation. She requested. She goes, "Can you learn Gangster's Paradise?" So we learned it. And we had no idea. You know, she was an uh, of older age. I'm not gonna call her old. She was. Of, I, I thought, oh, some like 
it was unique to see someone like that rapping. And uh, she knew Coolio. every single word. And you guys, like, yeah, you guys uh, sounded like you guys were down, had the music down. Oh pat. yeah, we it learned like, that. We learned two songs. So, so you're scrolling just... through the stories. It's like you see what the hell's going on. It's I like, wish there was more <laughs> video of. Well, like everybody there was taking video. And she I was wish, good though. She was great. She was great. Like she, she was probably better than Coolio at this she point. She knew every single word. She, uh, her, her backstory. She's a teacher. Was is a teacher. And like she like rapped to her students. Maybe she lived that Dangerous Lines movie. Where that she said from. that. She's yeah. like, yeah, that's my song. I used to I rap that. I thought she was kidding. Was and it like, was oh it Coolio God. or was it uh, Amish Paradise by Weird Al? I know. <laughs> I almost after I posted it, I wanted to do like some some ironic caption like she's screwing up the lyrics to Gangster. Or, uh, <laughs> she's screwing up, she's screwing up the lyrics to uh, Amish Paradise. Well, so you're still in music, okay? But then you, after, okay, so back to your decade of review. You move back here. You get married, and then so. In 2019, as we just acknowledged, you're still playing music. So then at that time, you're still uh, back. Rewind to 2010, 2011. Uh, you're married, and then you're playing music. And then, like, you know, so what's going on? You're back from Nashville. Yeah. The city of St. Louis, the muddy Mississippi. Bought a house. Bought a house. Uh, Valley Park, right? Yeah. yeah I've, I've been there, like, once. But, I mean, yeah, it was uh, nice. Yeah, I still tried to do the music thing here and. Didn't last very long. I mean, no, it lasted about five five years. But then, you know, everybody in the band just, you know, we got married, kids. You know, it's the, it's the cliche. I mean, it's just that took priority after a while, after doing the band stuff for so long. You know, it's just like. Do you, do you like, are you like got negative feelings about the music scene? Not music scene like locally, just like in general. Mm. Like the music scene, not like nationally. I don't mean the. St. Oh, not yeah. St. Louis. Oh, well, I mean, you want to? I mean, you can say what you want about the St. Louis music scene. I don't know anything about it. I mean, I just know you, and I, I maybe knew a couple other people that were in bands and stuff. I don't, I don't know the politics or anything like that. The people, I, th I feel like there's a scene everywhere. It's, it's probably more growing than it is dying, um, but I feel like people nowadays have a better attitude about it. In terms of like, yeah, we're just doing it just to do it, as opposed to, hey, I'm doing it just because I want to be rich and famous. Because I feel like it's been the stigma for so long that there's no, not a lot of money in it. And so the people who are doing it are just doing it because, you know, they, they love it 100%. I'm not saying people didn't do that, you know, 10 years ago, but there was always, with, with the, the quote-unquote, you know, get signed, record label, record deal, you know, that was kind of always the the dream so you're saying a lot of people had, had their heads in the clouds kind of like we're going to be we're going to be the next papa it's roach so, it's just so <laughs> it's just so different now like the mentality is so different it's just have fun now i mean is uh, that what you're saying? just have fun or it's or it's there's different motivation or there's different maybe they're, they're uh they're in more control of their everything like their image their social media and all that so it's more of, hey, this is us. We're doing this on our own, mm. as opposed to, well, we need somebody to help us. We need promotion. We need this. That's the internet, though. That changed. Yeah. Because now, like anybody can release their own song, yeah. and a million people could see and, it possibly. So. And I feel like in the mid decade, like where internet was there for a while, but it was still, you know, in free fall. What was that like MySpace in like two thousand? Maybe a little bit after that. Wait, mid decade. That'd be two thousand fifteen. Yeah. Well, okay. after I'm, I'm, I'm saying like, like two thousand five. There was like a mid like. Yeah, the the labels fell, and there you know no one signed anybody, and there wasn't a lot of you know. Yeah, wait, no band you said support. you said there was some point where like you were gonna get signed, and then like they just had like a panic where they just like we're not signing anybody right now, like shit's yeah. going shit's going down, 
I mean, radio stations would do the same thing. They'd be like, we're not hiring anybody, like, to co- company-wide. Yeah. Because we're fucked well, so bad. That's what sucked about Nashville was that, I mean, we were we were in there doing our thing right when that happened. Like, right, like, a, like not even a year after the the whatever not the depression but whatever it was the recession that's the recession. like that's like right when i got on the radio like all these people got fired and like yeah. all this automation took I over mean, like, i don't know if it was excuses but we, we met with we have the same luck though and yeah I mean, <laughs> we, we had bad timing. We, had, we played showcases for labels and label executives and you know it was either an excuse or i mean we were just told hey we love you guys but we're not signing it we're at a uh, they call it a signing freeze. We're just we're not signing anybody new. We're putting all of our would they sign other people time and money would into you, the big you, bigger acts. Would you would you get word that so and so got signed? Like would you, you know what I mean? Like was would you would it be like yeah we're not signing anybody? Then like the next day you like some 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 somebody contemporary to you got signed. And you're like oh they just lied. You know what I mean? Did right. any, any of that shit happen or was it like legit? Because people lie people lie I to mean, your face. A lot of my this face is a all pretty the time. big label. I can't remember. I can't remember. It was a big deal. It was a bi- it was a big record, but I mean, it wasn't like hey, we're, we would sign you. I mean, it was just it was. Just, why did they do the showcase then? Like why did they show? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, just business, business. I mean, in Nashville that happened a lot. It's just hey, we're playing a show. So and so is going to be there. Like so and so from this record label is going to be there, and he yeah. was. This person was. So I don't know. That's I mean, just, I, I've been to Nashville a few times. Uh, I saw Nine Chanel's in Nashville. My famous story where I flipped out on somebody for uh, telling on me for smoking. And uh, I mean, you walk down and there's band, 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 band in every bar. I mean, it's got to be, you know. I, I I worked in Paducah, you know, not to brag. I'm not trying to like big time you. And there was a lot of there's some local bands in there that you know had that attitude that you're talking about. You know, they would we, I'd be at a bar drinking and they'd give me shit for playing Nickelback. You know, and it's like whatever, dude. You're just some fucking nobody local i mean i'm not trying to have that there's a lot of anger towards radio from local bands i noticed in my time they thought we were we were too good for them and they were you know honestly like every local band i dealt with besides maybe a handful were like really awful people like they're really pushy really like in my face i i ran like a local segment when i was in charleston west virginia that i had to cancel because it was just people were just too too awful about it um it was just like they didn't understand like how business worked like it's just like our music it was like they're too much about the art and not about the business and it's like you can't just like send me some mean email like you know what i mean like who the hell are you i think that's kind of what i was getting at that i mean i don't I'm not, the, I'm not in the scene at all but i feel like bands and groups and artists they don't have that as much as they used to because there's 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 not as much support. Anymore. You don't need the radio though. And, you, don't need, and, you know, it's like you're right. And you, you don't need to beg like, some asshole like me to be on the radio. Since you're doing it yourself, for the most part, like you're learning the business, you know, yeah. and you know what it takes, and you know. So you're saying like to, to, today's bands open their own doors? Because what I was going to say about those guys in Paducah that were bothering me, you know, their egos. I'm like, you got St. Louis, you got Nashville. Why are you in Paducah, Kentucky? Yeah. Go down to Nashville if you're if you're like yeah. if I'm that big of a sellout. For playing Nickelback, and you're that legit, you want to play this dive bar in Paducah? I mean, I'm not putting them down, but like, you know, yeah. don't go around running your mouth to me like I'm. So, you know, it wasn't that hostile, but it like it really bothered me. The only name, you know, the, the only I'll call, I'll call it a name drop experience um, that we played at a small little bar in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Kentucky? Yeah. yeah, okay. And um, that's where Cages the Elephants from. Ooh, and they were. They, I like them. They grew up. I mean, that's. The, yeah, from, from what I understand, their story was they they got big locally, and I don't know if this was. 
before they got signed, this might have been MySpace. I don't, I can't remember. But they just grew their fan base. They grew and grew, and they would play in Nashville. They're they huge play. now. And that, and the, the singer showed up when we were playing at that bar, and he was. Were so they already cool. big? Were they already big at the time? Because it was right before their ain't, first. Ain't no rest for the wicked. That was right like, when that dropped, yeah. or like right before. That was somewhere. a huge song. And yeah. they, and he was just hanging out. I can't remember. If, yeah, he was hanging just, out, drinking beers, cool guy, yeah, being cool, down to earth. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, greatest. I love it when like. They say never meet your heroes, but like it's cool when you see somebody like right. normal. And I didn't know who that was at the time. Oh, that's even better. I know. <laughs> uh, that was like uh, I saw uh, derailing, but only for a second. David Lee Roth going to a party that was blasting Van Halen, and he was in the hotel, and I didn't know who the fuck he was. <laughs> like, was he was he bald? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're they're probably thinking eighties David Lee Roth, but he's kind of like, hey guys, and they're like, yeah. <laughs> that's what it looked like but anyway that's music people will listen to you and then ignore you when you show up to the to the party yeah but so so your decade in review you 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 uh you sing you, you play music bowling green nashville back st louis and then you said you just kind of it all just kind of disbanded everyone kind of just like life just happened right yeah i mean you just there's other opportunities there's just or different not other, but then you do TV. You did TV and you did radio as well, right? I mean, you did like a lot of you did other, uh, a bunch of stuff. I mean, yeah. Just trying what to, about your like Asibus? Didn't you do that? Like that, that band? was way before. That was, that was way first, before. That was, that was like Tool, band. man. That was like your. That was like, that was cool. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. That was fun. It wasn't Tool. It was. It wasn't Tool, but it was Tool. Like I compare it. To, mm, it's, it was. That more, was when I was really into Rush and Muse. Okay, so it was like well, a combination yeah, yes. of like. Yes, that's that's a good description. Like sort of prog, but still sort of just straight cool. on hard rock. It was cool. I liked it. You like sent me some stuff. I liked it a lot. Yeah, that was that, that was some good stuff. That was bef- that was before all this. That was before. Okay, all that. okay. Yeah, that was before. That was yeah before Nashville. That's when I, yeah. That's when I was still living here. So then, what happened next? And you like have kids? Is that the next step? After the yeah. band disbands, and then you do your well. I you, think the you, kids and the band. You dis- do the, you do the websites. You do the. You do the you did uh, the TV show and then like through all this you're having kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do you say about the band? I'm sorry if I cut you off. The band disbanded. The music well, because of kids. Yeah, right, right, right. They're, they're always they're always ruining things. Are you gonna tell them that you, uh, you ruined my my band? Like <laughs> when they're like they're like teenagers. No. <laughs> What's a band, Dad? Is that like that weird space stuff that we like listen no, to? No, well, now they now they come to the gigs <laughs> and they sing the songs and they've been on the mics before. Sing, singing the songs and just like uh we did to your with your dad we went to let's watch your dad play isn't that weird we we got up there we didn't get up there no oh, but yeah. we like watched them yeah and then your kids are watching you i know and then their kids Full might watch circle, yeah circle, dude, of life. circle of life <laughs> <laughs> shit but he's still doing it your dad yeah we'd go watch him and we get like those wings and shit remember oh, God, where we see him at it was some place in belleville shenanigans oh yeah yeah hey shenanigans you owe us fucking money I don't even know if that place is still there. Uh, I think it is because I it is because someone was asking me to go there after class one time. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that that's kind of it. Like once the ki- once once my kids are born, it's just it's like a blur. I mean, it's 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 real what people say. Like you know, once it's not a kid's thing. I guess once you get more involved, the more responsibilities, the more things to do. It's just like time just flies. So now, so now, uh, so now here you are. Well, you had one kid when? How old's your How old's your first kid? She's seven. Seven. So 2013. Twelve. 2012. Then your second child 2015. is 2015. Wow. Well, yeah. So three years apart. Four. 
What a fun age, seven and four. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and then you moved from Valley Park, right? Yeah, moved okay. from Valley Park. And, and just living the dream, working remotely, doing podcasts. Yeah. There's a lot of people that wish, wish they could work remotely. Yeah. <laughs> not have to go to the it's office. Bad, I mean, it's it has its own struggles. Not going to lie. You're doing the podcast, doing the band. You do, you know, yeah, got the heydays. Yeah, I'm still got my hand in a lot of things. You're still, still you're doing I'm the still, dad thing. You're doing it all. Yeah. yeah. You're making it work. I'm trying my best. Well. But I just like that, you know, like you said, music, TV, just... Sounds good when you think about it, right? Well, it's just I'm just do you've staying, done shit, staying though. creative. But you've staying, done, but you've done shit. No one can say Jerry was complacent. No one can ever say that on your deathbed or on your uh, grave or whatever the fuck tombstone. No one can ever say you're complacent that you just sat around going, "I hate my life and I'm not going to try." Like you did shit, and you're going to keep doing shit, and that's awesome. I want, yeah, it's this great. Is it's a de decade of Jerry uh, music, uh, Nashville. Uh, played with a, in front of the Cage Elephant dude. Played for fucking record labels. Had a TV show on uh, on Charter. Or, uh, did an entertainment website. Uh, did web work for radio. I believe you're actually on the radio at one point. You know, um, in St. Louis. While I'm like in these no name towns. Uh, but hey, but you're living the dream. No, no, I'm just saying. I'm being ironic. Dream. I'm like being ironic still... though. I'm being ironic though. I'm just saying. I'm not like putting. I'm like putting myself down. I'm just being silly. Like I don't. Yeah. I'm not mad about it. But I always wanted to be on the air in St. Louis. It was always like a goal, like all the people I hate, like, ha, ha now you have to listen to me. It's like, you well, know, they just turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, and then like family, kids, and then, yeah, we got this podcast as like growing, and it's just like, yeah, dude, like, it was, it's a good decade, man. The no. podcast like resurrected like all this. What do you mean? Like just the entertainment aspect of it. Oh, yeah? Uh, just this, just podcasting in general. Like it's, it's like it's just it's just the same thing. It's just a radio show. It's just you're not right, streaming right, live, and we're not broadcasting. We live. don't have like account executives trying to get like you know you need to you know plug Pepsi or you except know, uh, uh, Chad's water and Gary's glasses. Well, they pay good money, man, and I have no problem talking about Chad's water. We got some new copy from them that we'll uh, spit out in a few. But you had a good decade. I'm sure there was some p hard times and pain and misery. And but you know you got uh, two great kids and uh, Mindy for some reason hasn't left you. Yeah, I know. I don't I'm, know I'm why. Still trying to figure that out too. Yeah, uh, I was waiting for that to happen, <laughs> but it hasn't yet. <laughs> and not to sound like an uh, uh, Insta Instagram uh, inspirational thing, but just getting started the new decade. Yeah. But uh, to what, me, it's all the, the same, man. It's all the same. I'm, yeah, I'm, but there's always I, that that false optimism with uh, it is, not only a new year but a new decade. Till the next day, till the next day, till you like realize, yeah, yeah all my problems haven't gone away. Yeah, <laughs> you just just admit it to yourself that you have some issues. It was a funny thing on Facebook I shared. I don't know if I put it on our Happy Medium Facebook page. Like it if you've come across it. We post our shows on there, but it's Michael Scott from the Office. It's like 2019 me, and he's like, when he's in the show, he's like, I'm dead inside. 2020 me, he's like, it's Britney, bitch. Remember when he's in the car? He's like, it's Britney. It's like, yeah, it's so, that's so it. You know? It's like, everything's going to be different. Yeah. Everything's going to change. I remember my friend, who I'm not friends with anymore, because we had a disagreement on Facebook. I haven't talked about it, but he would always post every year about Forrest Gump and like how that hooker says, like, I love New Year's Eve because you get a chance to start over. Like, It's like, no, you don't. 
Like, say you killed somebody in 2019, and in 2020, you're still going to be dealing with it. It just depends how you look at life. It gives you, like, that... that. It's healthy to think that way, I yeah. think. It's, it's, healthy it's, all about, it's all about perspective. New year, new me. I'm going to lose weight. Yeah. I'm going to stop swearing. Well, me, at least. <laughs> uh, you know, quit smoking or whatever the hell you want to say. All right, so let's, let's do your year in review. Well, I... Uh, so, 2010, uh, Iowa, Rock Station, um, on air... Um, so uh, let me. Pre- so before this, so were you, did you graduate before, like oh nine, or were you so eight? Else? I was. So in, when did your journey start? Oh eight. Journey. Did you, it, yeah, oh eight. It was oh eight. It's right when the. Yeah, the it was, it was, I remember like being there, like on air, and like everyone talking about it. Like I'm like, what the fuck? Like the recession is that what you meant? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. there were so many names for it. Uh, yeah, it was scary, it was especially like because I started in October, and I'm only like technically part time, so. If they're looking to fire some people, either they fire the most expensive people or they get rid of, like, every part-time person and just make the full-time people do everything. They fired a couple people. They fired, like, three people. And that's about as worse as it got. But, like, iHeartMedia, which used to be called Clear Channel, which everybody hates in radio except the people that work there and get paid a lot and are famous. Um, uh, They, like, fired, like, 200 people. It's called, like, like, I don't know the number, but it was, like, Black Friday or some shit. It was, like, right before Christmas. So it's just like, you're just sweating it out. It's like, oh, I just moved here two months. I'm going to get axed, you know. It, yeah, that's, it sucked. That's, that I bet after you did all the moving and, and that was your well, first was job. Too. It, yeah, it was my first job and I left Chicago for it. And at that time I was like doing improv and stand up. I'm not saying like it was like, oh, I like lost uh, a lot of, I lost any opportunities or anything. Like I wasn't really like, you know, it was whatever. It was just like existing. I kind of was lost. I kind of graduated and then started applying, um, and no, nothing, nothing. And then like I talked to some guy in my school who put me with this dude in Iowa, Cedar Rapids area, Cedar Rapids, and I think they moved completely Cedar Rapids, but Cedar Rapids in Waterloo. And he was it didn't work out. And then he like came back like two months later for some reason. The guy turns the guy's not a good person. Another person who I don't I got blocked on Facebook with uh, over Chris Cornell's suicide. Um, <laughs> we got into an argument about it. Yeah. Well, he's done some things I don't like, and I let him slide, and that brought it out, and I let him have it on Facebook like I'm a tough guy. Uh, and he got blocked. <clears throat> yeah, so I wish I could watch him because he got fucking fired, so I wish I would have saw him crying on Facebook about it. They had to move out to Washington State because uh you know i'll say one thing about this guy he told a guy that was hiring me in west virginia that uh he wasn't sure i had what it took to be in radio and when i found that out it really upset me because i did everything this asshole ever asked me to do i would come in like with no hours of sleep because he couldn't schedule anybody because he was some fucking stoner piece of shit and you know how i love stoners so but uh you know i took that as like a major slap in the face like oh we don't have what it takes to be in radio and it's like that's a good thing. <laughs> it's like this guy like gets fired after like 20 years in Waterloo, Iowa, and he has to move cross country to like Washington State because he is that useless. He has nothing else to offer the world except like some automated bullshit station that he's going to like monitor. But anyway, I was working for him. He was like some like uh, Kenny Powers, like used to be big deal. And like nobody like, I remember the guy that interned for in Chicago when he heard his name, he goes, he's in Waterloo, Iowa. <laughs> but that, you know, and then I, I, I wasn't happy with my hours and I was not advancing. And I tried to do news in Carrollton, Missouri, right outside Kansas City. 
and it was not a good situation. It was horribly run. Um, verbal abuse, like mental yeah. abuse. Um, un, the guy was like a, a narcissistic, uh, crazy dude, and he had like some like subservient woman that he, they came up from Texas together. They ended up like being like prosecuted by the station because they like flipped out and like damaged the automation system. And really? uh, yeah, they were taken to court. The guy's dead. Uh, like flew through his windshield, like driving around. And dude, this guy, like, is fucking evil. Like, he's one of the most evil people I've ever met in my life. So I was pretty happy when he died, and I don't feel bad <laughs> about that. No, seriously. So you can't like d damage anybody else. Like, right. you do nothing but hurt people. You know, yeah. he basically like pulled me out of a station and just like fucked with me. Um, people are just objects to you. And I've come across a lot of people like that in uh, the radio business that feel that way. Um. So that I, I quit that I had had it out with him. He was like being unreasonable, and I just like fuck you and left. Uh, I don't think he expected me to do that. I thought, oh god, I'm sorry. You know, he's just like kind of the person tries to like beat you down. Everything you do is wrong. Hmm. So that, and then it's like I'm done. That's the end of that. And then I started going to uh, my dad's college to study like the uh, uh, web development, and then I got a job in Paducah pretty much running the place but they wouldn't give me the title and then it was like a shitty situation too and then i went to west virginia and that was a good deal i mean it was like rough being a production director having to deal with all the salespeople like coming at you but it's just the way it is and like it's just a tough just a tough position to have yeah i really like that and then i made a mistake leaving there too soon and i went out to ohio right outside columbus it was the same kind of situation as the Carrollton situation where it was just this psycho psychotic dude. Crazy, like, this dude was like a middle... I've noticed a lot of this in radio, small market, middle-aged guys who are like, maybe were like decent like back in the day, but now are like incompetent morons. And they don't want like anybody to flourish and they want to like just sabotage everybody. So, and then the owner was like this, like right wing nut job. Like seriously, like it was had like a loaded firearm on him. Oh boy! And like when they interviewed me, they asked me about Ferguson, which I thought was really inappropriate. I guess my answer was okay though, because they hired me. I mean, warning signs. I I ignored warning signs. So basically, this past decade was the grass is greener kind of thing. Yeah, I can see that. I get mad, and it, you know, I mean, when I got into this, they say you got to move around a lot. I, it's not the case. They don't want that in radio. They want like you doing five or ten years in a place. They want stability. They, you know, I watched uh, Howard Stern's Private Parts. It's like eight months here, six months here. It's not like that. That was the old days, and that was the old attitude. So they see some guy doing two years here, two years there, even though like you know it's whatever. It's like, oh, well, he's not going to stay. We want you know, and it's like, well, well my, my every time I would they'd say that to me, I'd be like, well, well, why, why, why do you think I'll leave? Like that's like a warning sign, you know. Yeah. So then I went. So then after that, I went to Centralia. And then that, God, that was fucking terrible too. <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you, I love doing the shows. I love doing the shows. If I could just do the well, shows, that's it'd why be fun. You do it, right? No, this, but there's there's so much more to it than just the shows. Well, but that's but that's and why. You're, you're at the mercy of these fucking idiots. And I don't mean to sound like, uh, oh, I'm so great and everything, because I'm not. But it's like if you don't make, it's like you don't. There's four companies that pretty much run. The, every station in the country and if you don't make it there then you're stuck at these like independent places that are just garbage people and they run with like no morals uh criminal um unethical and then and then you go oh well you know you work for iHeart media and they'll fire you but it's like at least like they have rules and regulations yeah i mean i'd rather get fired from like a a, a station that like has like you know uh, the iHeart radio festival not like nothing <laughs> 
not like a, a remote broadcast or we have community calendars so we can say, hey, here's your pancake breakfast. It's just, uh, I realized that I didn't give a shit about radio, actually, I don't think. I gave a shit about performance. Yeah. And that's why I like this podcast a whole lot better because I can just get to do whatever, perform whatever the fuck you want to call it. Broadcast. Yeah, broadcast. And I don't have to play music I don't like. I don't have to say things I don't like. I don't have to answer to people who I feel is inferior. And you can say, well, you know, I'm noticing a trend here that you don't like anybody. Well, it's like, okay, walk in my shoes then, you know, because it did get to a point where it's like, I've been doing this for 10 years and I'm in Centralia, Illinois, and I work for a sniveling coward. I'm not trying to be me. I'm just being, I'm just being real. But you were just, you were, it's mean, like I'm over 30. For the long haul. I mean, uh, I like, was, I was, like I was like dedicating my life to it. Stopped, right. You know, and I was with, okay, so that I had that going and then that ended this year. Um, that ended, and then I had some opportunities. Honestly, people, uh, of course. So when, uh, whenever something happens, like something always else happens. So I had like a few opportunities presented to me in radio, and I was just like, no, like I can't. I owe it to myself to at least try something different, because the constantly moving around, and it's not like I'm moving to Los Angeles or San Francisco or Tampa Bay. I'm moving to like these rural, horrible places. Yeah. These horrible places. And I'm not saying Centralia is a horrible place. I just did a stand-up show around Thanksgiving in Centralia. It's a great town. But, like, for me, I'm a city guy. I like the city. Yeah. But, you know, the city don't want me. It's whatever. You know, I don't, I mean, I, 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 I looked for validation. Like, oh, you know, I'm going to be this radio guy and everyone's going to like me and I'm be funny. It's like, that's not what they want. And, but, I mean, they, I mean the people in charge. They don't want that. They don't want, right. like, entertainment. They just want some, like, guy with a lisp, like, reading your little notes that you send them, uh, your sales sponsorships. Like, they don't want, like, a really good show in Mount Vernon, Illinois. They don't want like that. You know, they say they do, but they don't because they won't, like, talk to you while you're on the air or fire you while you're on the air. Yeah, I was fired while I was on the air. You don't ever fire somebody while they're on the air. That's unheard of. That's how lazy my boss is. That's how like that's how that's how much of a, 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 a disgrace he is to the broadcasting industry. You fire before or after, not while. Like you I, got the message while you were on. They air. came in while I was on the air and fired me. <laughs> I, mean, I don't mean to laugh at your misfortune. No, no, it's fine. God, that's, that's just. I mean, it's it's so bad that it's it's laughable. I just I, and I wasn't sure they were firing me the whole time, or I would have been like, hey, you know, let me tell you something. I'm like, okay, he's a gutless coward. He's not going to fire me because he's like sniveling over in the corner. And he's got some. He's got this skank there with him, uh, uh, accountant. You know, and it's like, are you somewhat relieved every time you get fired from somewhere or quit? I should say. I gotta be like, honest like with you. Like you said, the grass is always greener. Situation. Uh, like, I gotta be honest with you. Yes, like this last time, um, I was just like, now my life can start. I just had yeah. that feeling like now I can, now I can really find myself. I don't have to do this anymore. I don't have to be at some idiot's mercy, some guy who only wants his ideas, and even if it's a good idea, because this this guy, man, like I ain't trying to get, like make it all about like these people I don't like, because I, I didn't want to turn it into like that, like some Howard Stern where I'm trashing people, but like this, this, this certain ideas were brought to this asshole's attention that he shrugged off that I have seen now come to fruition, that and these people are gone that gave him these ideas. So that's the kind of scumbag he is. Hmm. He's the kind of scumbag that will like uh, I don't know. I'm just, I guess, not, you know, go, oh, you're bitter. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Piss you off. It's okay to be bitter. It's okay to be mad. But now. And then, so. Uh, well, well, then, like, you know, the, I got married too. Uh, that. <clears throat> got married. <laughs> got divorced. Um, 
bunch of fucking concerts. That's the best thing about radio is the concerts. Yeah, yeah. Who? Yeah, you get to meet a lot of people. Not me, but do. Um, I interviewed Corey with. Taylor, and I interviewed yeah. the dude from Volbeat. Uh, I want to say there's more. I can't really <laughs> think of it. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to say there's more. I mean, I've I've met. Let's make uh, shit up. Yeah, uh, uh, Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've met like I've met like Chevelle, I've met Seven Dust, I've met Polo Mud. I mean, these people aren't impressive anymore, but I mean, I thought it was cool. I met Hellstorm, yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of met Corn. They were not very approachable, but that's okay. Like I re I respected that even fucking more. Actually, like Jonathan Davis was pacing back and forth, chain smoking. It's like that's awesome. You know, if I yeah. went over there and talked to you, I'd be out of here. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got backstage at Louder Than Life one year, and that was Corn again and Judas Priest and. Uh, that was my fr my friend at, who was at the bachelor party. Like he finagled, like I don't know how. Like we were like, who are we? But we got like backstage, just like lied to people. <laughs> it was good. It was good. There's a lot of good times. Um, but I was just like, I spent most of the decade being frustrated, and I'm not gonna spend. Well, I'm not gonna say that. I'm not saying anything about the next decade because I completely go back on it. Um, but I, I I expected too much out of something that didn't have the ability to give me what I wanted. Um. So marriage, radio, and then what? Go ahead. You try. Say, but, it's, but it seems like at least with, with you know what we're doing, it's like you started two, if not three, new things this year. Yeah, like that are you know that might be different paths and. Yeah, so back to school, graduate school, and then uh, I'm trying my hand at stand up. I take took improv classes and then doing doing the podcast. You know, I mean, this how this thing started was so I, I exited uh, my position in Centralia. I was exited um, and. Uh, uh, I remember I hit you up and I'm like, "Hey man, I'm gonna do a podcast." And uh, you send me like a logo, Pop Culture Punch, and because uh, I'm like, "Well, what do radio people do?" It's like, "Oh, they do podcasts when they get fired," you know. <laughs> and then like we went to what uh, place in town to drink one night, and then it's like, you know, you know, you did you do a podcast, uh, the XFL one. Mm -hmm. You want to promote that at all? No, okay. Yeah, XFL battle fan. Okay, um, and then like it's like let's do, how about we both do one? It's like all right, that's cool. And then uh, history, you know, was written. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what it was. It's just a uh, uh, just a meeting to throw some ideas out. It we wasn't a, even we have a weird thing where we like meet every five years or something. Yeah, too. like because I'll be like in West Virginia or Iowa, and then you're like here or Nashville or whatever. Like I remember I was in West Virginia when like the whole radio thing was happening for you here. Um, so yeah, you know, we've always kept in touch. We've always been on pretty much good terms, I think. Um Yeah. I mean, it's just cool, like, yeah, I, I couldn't be happier, honestly. I know like you know, you were divor I was divorced this year officially it's been finalized uh, last week. Um you Congratulations. Know, I well, know, I mean yeah, question mark. It's good stand up material. And I'm not like go. I'm not like bashing the wife. It's more like I'm you know, uh, it's like I'm Ronnie Dangerfield, like my life sucks and everyone hates me. And if people think for the most part it's humorous. You know, <laughs> you can't, you know, no politics, you know, no race baiting, none of that stuff. I'm not good enough to pull it off. Yeah. I'm not good enough to probably even do what I'm doing now. But <laughs> that remains to be seen, I guess. But yes, I've tried a bunch of new things in this past year. It was a good year. Yeah, I mean. That's uh, that's the decade in review from both of us. And the I'm trying to think of anything else monumental happened. Well, I have sleep apnea. I discovered that. That. Well, that's important because that could kill me in like 10 years if I didn't discover that. Do you have a, a CPAP? Oh, yeah. How was that? 
sometimes intolerable. <laughs> I've heard. Sometimes it's sometimes it's like oh I I had need it like you like you love it and then sometimes it's like I can't get comfortable. Yeah. But then it's like oh you could like you know John Candy yourself and like get a heart attack because apparently that's what got him was sleep apnea. No shit. Yeah, I looked up a list of famous people who died of sleep apnea. He was on it. I can't remember. There was more notable historical figures, but <laughs> I think Winston Churchill maybe. I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, that's my decade. Radio. Concerts, failed marriage. Um, Try to think, man. That's not very impressive, is it? I mean, you did stuff. <laughs> Just like me, like we did stuff. I tried. You didn't stay here and you know live in the same town and work at the same job. Al Bundy. Yeah. Uh, Selling shoes four, to overweight women. Four, four touchdowns it? in one game or whatever. That's like his big thing. Four touchdowns in one game. Al Bundy. Yeah, who poke high football. High school football. He always says, that. he goes, hey. Uh, I don't uh, See, I, don't, I didn't watch that show oh, that I used, much. Dude, dude, like, okay, so when I was at SIU, it was on, like, at 1 in the morning when oh, I was, like, yeah. all fucked up. And then when I'd wake up for uh, to do the morning show, it was on, like, at 4 in the morning, so I'd watch it. But, yeah, he was a guy who peaked in high school, and the rest of his life sucks. That's, like, the theme of the yeah. show. He'd, like, walk up to somebody and try to impress them and be like, oh, I just want you to know I played high school football. Um, He'd be like, Al Bundy, high school football. Like, and four touchdowns in one game. Like, that's, like, his thing. But it's like yeah. that's streaming at. I wouldn't mind rewatching. It's all good. That. It's a, it's just like The Simpsons though. We're like the first few seasons are very cutting edge and almost like all in the family. Where it's like this is this is a late '80s, early '90s family, and this is how fucked up it is. And then it gets cartoonish, where it's like weird and slapstick, and uh, that Jefferson guy shows up. That's kind of when it ruins it. Is when uh, Jefferson shows up. Uh, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. They switch I used to up. watch, but I think that's when it was. God, I don't even when I watched when it was live. It was a long yeah, time ago. it was back in the day. It was always like Hooters, Hooters. Well, going wasn't to strip it club. The Simpsons, then Married with Children. I don't remember the like lineup. When it, like yeah. broadcasted. <laughs> I don't remember the lineup. Aired, but I know none of that shit would fly today either because he's constantly no. making fat jokes about women, and they would shut that down. I almost. I'm even into like, wow, that's that's pretty fucked up. Because I'm even like, that's me, dude. Yeah, I mean, they're clever jokes, but it's like, God, can maybe you imagine? That's not, like, maybe that's not streaming anywhere right now. I'm not sure. I know I know that so Frank Sinatra sings the intro and I know there was whatever it was released on they had to take Frank out because of you know the world you know love and yeah. so I'm that's not gonna, the theme song that's like it's just the theme it just song. is like buried with children and it goes like yay like right into it like it goes like a shot of the neighborhood that sucks yeah well Frank Sinatra he's a mafia guy I think so <laughs> <laughs> or he's connected as they say hmm. But yeah, I mean, it was an interesting decade. It was cool. I I mean, you know, there's cool. still time to matter, right? Then my life's not going to be meaningless, right? <laughs> you got about ten years. Another ten? Oh, well, we, we view it in ten years. I got about. Well, I got ten I years. Mean, you could change it. Not until you die. I'm just saying. No, I don't know. I got about twenty. A lot of fifty. Year, a lot of forty. Let's see, forty, forty-five, fifty-year-olds change in the world. By that time, I'd like to be in a good place. Yeah. I guess is what I'm saying. There's enough. That, there's enough time to be like not a joke when I'm 50. You know what I mean? Yeah. This instead so, of being the joke that I am now. Not the, <laughs> not that not not the whole decade thing, but just you know, take a look at where we're at in life. And I, I've thought this about myself and people like our age. It's like the 20s, or you know, you're okay with just not knowing anything and just just scrounging just to get by. 
and then you finally get, you know, your first job or whatever, and you're just, you know, you're okay with just not knowing anything and just learning and learning and learning. And then by your thirties, like, you know, stuff, but you're like, nah, I don't know if I want to do this for the rest of my life. And there's so many people I talk to, like between like 30 and 35, maybe like 33. That's what happened to me pretty much. There's like, is this, I've worked so hard to get here. I've, you know, whatever, I've gone into debt and I've been at this shop for two, three, five, four years. And I have some, you know, some, uh, you know, I know stuff now and I'm, you know, gaining my legs and, but it's like, I didn't think it'd be like this. I don't know if this is what I want to do the rest of my life. And there's, you know, the quote unquote, you know, the, the rebirth of the second, you know, I don't know if it's a career or what. And then, like your so sec- your thirties, you're still trying to figure, it's almost like the twenties, but like. It's like your second act kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have more than two acts though, hopefully. But now we're just, you know, we're still like, I don't know, not me and you, but just the people who want to do something new, it's like now you have five to 10 years to figure something else out. And if you don't, don't figure something else, then, you know, you might be screwed. Yeah, it gets to that point. Yeah. But I'll be honest with you, the radio thing, I was done. Like I made up my mind, like I'm going to eventually quit and like go back to St. Louis. I just didn't have the balls to, it was just hard. But I remember looking at an older dude that like worked there. He like worked there for 20 years. 20 years, yeah. like, in the Centralia Mount Vernon area. And I looked at him, and I was like, the guy's, like, useless beyond this place. Well, then... If this place folded, he'd be useless to society. That's what I mean. Like, and his life those sucks. people are still in there. Like, huh? you're, once you put 20 years into something, it's like... You're too deep. What else can... Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're too deep because what else are you going to do? I think 10 years was enough for me. 10 years. 10 years was... I should have ended it, like, at 5. I should have said I should have took a bow in West Virginia and said it's been fun. I, mean, I did some great things, but I kept thinking, you know, just keep eating shit and then it'll get better. But you know, I probably had an unrealistic. I mean, I didn't probably. I know I had an unrealistic attitude. I think every young person has an unrealistic attitude, and it's just like beating out of you. And then you're like, yeah, you're over thirty, and you're like, is this worth it anymore? Like I realize like how horrible this actually is, and the concept isn't horrible. It's just, uh. It is what it is. We're all just trying to figure it out. I had to listen to radio now, man. I'm not making this a radio thing. I'll be done after this comment. I'll listen to it now. I'll even do a nice little tie-in. I'll listen to it now. And I go, fuck, I was a part of this. This bullshit, this phony fucking bullshit. Those guys in Paducah were right. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll tell you what, I never got, nobody nobody ever, like, was cool with me except maybe one person that was, like, in management. But I did have people, like, I remember when I was in West Virginia, somebody who was from Paducah was traveling and called up and, like, was like, you're on in Paducah. And, like, that kind of shit, like, it was, like, positive. It wasn't like that. It was like, oh, my God, like, that's great. We miss you. Or you leave a station and people message you, we miss you, like. That's what fucking matters. Oh, yeah. Not your insecure boss who's trying to, like, protect his fucking incompetent ass, you know? Yeah. And it's just, you know. I'm done. There. <laughs> well, it's, it, it's, it sounds like we have parallels in our thing. I mean, I didn't do the whole, you know, traveling, you know, on the road music. I mean, we did a little bit, but it's not like we went on tours all the time. But it's kind of the same. They have parallels where, you know, you're just kind of constantly eating shit just for the love of performing. Even if you're making no money or you're playing to nobody but if you play to that if there's still two or three to five people there they're just loving what you're doing it's almost mm-hmm. like it's worth it mm-hmm. to it to an extent 
I mean, you can't be doing it for 20 years and still playing five people and making no money. And, you know. Well, like, ideally, like, those people will grow. You know, we reach yeah. those people. But, like, can you sustain that long? Right. When you have responsibilities and. Because, like, okay, so, like, you're going to be in a band. I'll just use that as an example. Not you specifically. But say you're going to be in a band for 20 years. And you're just that's all you're going to do. Well, in 20 years, you're going to, like, have no money. Possibly. Let's, you know, I mean. I'm not, Probably like a, like a touring just like, band. Yeah, a just like band. a group of like people original. decided to be in a band. They got some shitty record deal. They put out some EPs and stuff. And, yeah, they tour. And they're, like, the fifth band on a bill that plays at Pops. And it's, like you know, Guar or like, you know, that kind of that kind of show where they get like 20 minutes before anybody even shows up. They do that kind of shit for 20 years. They maybe get like one song on the radio. And I mean by that, I mean like maybe like in the specific cities. Like they're big, like, you know, like that's how Seven Dust was. They're like big in Iowa. They're big. So you become like that. Like that's as good as it gets. It, is, is, I remember this one band. It was called Caroline Spine. And they wrote a song about Waterloo, Iowa. And they had like a, like a, 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 a glimpse of like relevancy but man when it came to waterloo it was a big deal always yeah. so and it's not said waterloo it's like waterloo but um so after 20 years of that i mean like you're like fucked <laughs> if you want to get out of it like you said you're in too deep you was 20 years being a musician touring that's all you've done that's you're fucked only, you're yeah, fucked but it, it, at that certain extent i just wish i got to that level to where just like you said maybe not so much that but like i just wish i got like that one or was a part of something that even if it was just a one-hit wonder or just something just so you can like didn't you play for the urge though i mean like I, yeah but that's cares? not uh, my, my point is story didn't you do avril lavigne enough recognition to where like when you move on to other things like you're this guy. Then you move up. You're the third band, not the fifth band. Well, right? not even, no, I'm not even music. Like podcasts. Oh, you know, yeah, that, yeah. That's how like all these famous, not all of them. Oh, well, yeah, no, they're actors. Oh, you're, they're you're from yeah, that guy. Right. You're the wrestlers. Open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can use that. It's just, it just doesn't matter what it is. You're growing or you've grown something and you can move it to over here. Your recognition or uh, your brand. name rec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I've what I've done doesn't really... Same here. I mean, I got maybe like some fans, a handful of people that liked me in these random towns, but you know, maybe they're listening to these podcasts. I don't know, you know, but I mean, I made some people happy, and that's, I guess, all that matters, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't regret it. I do it all over again. I maybe do some things differently. I maybe would say no to certain people and say yes to other people. Yeah, I could have tried. I could have tried harder in terms of like. I mean, there's, there's, there's like strategy behind that. Either you're a part of something or like growing yourself, growing your brand. Like in my head, I was so naive, like, well, whatever I do, it's going to be good enough that people are just going to like it. Exactly. And that's just not how it works. Exactly. I mean, it does to, uh, you know, I'm well, I was that like, you know, happens. I'm going to, I'm going to do this show and I'm going to make these tapes and send them to all these big stations. It's going to be me. It's me. It's good. It's good. And I'm unique. And I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like you and a million other people. Right. And guess what? We actually know these people, not you. So fuck you. Yeah, it's it's that's actually what it is. It's honestly we've discussed. I'm this. not it's, saying we weren't bad, but like I uh, feel like there needs to be like you need to try. You need a network. You know, you need to not sell your soul by means, but you need to like just cold call, call and email people and. But that like pisses people off, dude. I've seen it on the other end. Yeah, but people say, do but not hey, like being harassed by they people. Don't. It actually gets you on a list of like do not talk to. Yeah. But I've all it takes is one email to get this one thing to, you know. True. 
I mean, it's basically uh, like uh, consistency. You take a million shots, you're gonna make right. one. That's all you and need to make one. And especially in the age of social media. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. I, I was not. I mean, I use social media in its infancy for the social aspect, but I never used it. I, st- I rarely still do for like networking. You know, I find myself on it way too much, and it's not for. But any not per- for networking. Like, no, I'm just like or maybe you do. I don't. It's know. just like mindless entertainment, memes yeah. and articles. But and in then, terms of like the whole know, network. Like the LinkedIn aspect of it, I like you're just LinkedIn. you're trying to do connections and you know, yes, cold direct message and all that stuff. And Tor- I didn't really do that at first, like try to network, and then towards like maybe my last five four years, I really like went out and like met a lot of people and like connected with a bunch of people like that and like was at shows and like hey I'm so and so and that, that's that's not who I am, but no, I you know I push myself. That's how. That's how it's done. That's how it's done. That's yeah. how people get. Not everybody, but that's how a lot of jobs are. are my show, of, my show will be enough. Yeah. No, I'm just like you. <laughs> yeah. That's my only like. Looking back, like I wish I should have just tried harder to be that networking person, and yeah. not just the the, you know, naivety. No. But like, but like, Naivety? but like, that, you, you didn't know any better. We didn't. It's like you, no. you like you didn't know any better. You just thought you. I, I had no clue what I was doing, honestly. I had no clue how the game ran. I thought, oh, you know, you do a good show and everything will work out. And I I know that's not true, and I know that's not true in most, most anything. Right. So now in any other future projects I do, I'll know, like, okay, you know, you can be good at something, but that will only get you, like, so far. But then at the same if everyone time, everyone hates you. you probably, yeah, you probably didn't want to, like, have that success at that infancy of your stage, of, of infancy of your you know part of your life i don't think i was like conscious enough to realize that but if it did happen i probably would have like ruined it somehow because i wasn't probably mature enough to handle it yeah well let's say you got your dream gig at like when you first started i would have ruined it somehow yeah yeah or it would have been you know i would have it would have been like it would have been great and you would have gotten a lot of success and then no but well just to say hypothetically (laughs) but but it would have ran its course after a year and then like you're so you're 25 and you're like shit yeah now what yeah why aren't people responding to you know how the how it used to be and how and you're just kind of lost? Well, I've known people, and this happened to me. You, you like intern for a big show, and then you think like, "Oh God, this is how it is," and it's like, "No, that's not how it is." Like, this is like a glimpse of like the 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 heavens. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, it gives you a false sense of how things are and how you know because. You go to some small station and it's so pathetic. <laughs> it's like, but that's not how things are done. It, it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, like you playing. Like yeah, when you go to this, you know, these. I don't want to call them shitholes, but like you know, these dives. Right. Like. Right, like that's how it is. Like you play the pa- you see the pageant, you go to shows at the pageant, Enterprise Center, and the Stiefel, and then like you're playing at like uh, I don't want to say any place specifically, but yeah, yeah you're kind of like fuck this. Yeah. You know, where's my stage show? Where's my pyro? Where's my right. where's my screen behind me with my images? Well, I kind of that's that's kind of how my music career. I mean, I played some big places. And I don't really play them anymore, but that's okay because it's a different. It's it's what we're doing now is is completely different. It's, it's almost like podcasting versus radio. It's like you're still doing the same thing essentially, but it's just completely the game's completely different. The end game and the. Who, well, isn't it the reasons why you do it? Yeah, the reasons like, this is change. more fun. This right, is more fun right. in a lot of aspects, but it's not the same as being on radio, and it's not the same as you know doing your own stuff, trying to make it, you know, traveling and 
trying to make fans and essentially you're doing the same thing you're on stage playing music you're on a yes. mic doing a show or broadcasting something that is the same but it's just the environment's different the drive no the drive's the same different goals different but essentially you're still you're still doing what you love to do i think though and i don't want to speak for you but i'm going to that we're more mature now and we're more realistic so like with your band and this podcast and like um the other comedy stuff i'm doing the the stand-up and improv like it's like my my time versus like radio for me was eight hours a day of stressful stuff that like made me go crazy and it wasn't like you i'm gonna have fun i mean yeah i'm gonna have fun like if that's the first, you know, because either you, you, when you show up at the radio station, you do your show first or you do, like, work first and then you do your show at the end. And the times where I do my show at the end, you'd be, like, so pissed off by the time you go on the air versus this is my fun time, you know? Right. And I don't want to sound like I'm too, like, cool or anything, but it's just it's too much of a business. And I know, like, that's, that's like, you know, the, the radio people are screaming in your face. The same thing with music. It's too much of a business. Like... I want to say, like, I love the art of it more yeah. than I couldn't handle the business side. Well, I mean, I didn't, like, do the business side. I was a pawn of the business side. But the business side, like, made me, like, see that maybe the artistic, and I'm being very cautious saying I'm an artist or whatever. I'm not saying I am. But the performance, let's say performance, may be better used in a different venue Versus sacrificing my life uh, to live in shit trail, Illinois. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. And I think you feel the same way as far as these rough tours and these road shows you did. You know, you're. I'm saying you know a lot, by the way. You cut that out. Don't I'm cut. not cutting it out. But these road okay. shows you're doing, you realize that you could still do the same thing, but be comfortable. It's comfortable, yeah. like. You did the same thing where you like sacrificed and you went to Nashville and no, I mean I, I you didn't was, do ten years of like living in horrible cities, but no, but get, I, and I never fully submersed. I I didn't do you know we didn't go on big tours. Everything we did was just one off. Not everything. I mean, we did it on a couple a couple small scale things, but we were never the band that you know we're gonna we're gone for nine months out of the year. What was the urge stuff that you did? No, it was just a one-off. Was that at the pageant or like where was that at? You, I mean, that's we that's, played the pageant, but I wasn't with the air. I saw you at the pageant. It was like my birthday when I remember when I turned that like twenty-one. Was, remember that? that? Yeah, remember that? It was Were you. you there? It was like yeah, it was a free show. I think it was. It was, it you. was a show. It was like a local showcase. Yeah, it was a shitload of bands there. Yeah, yeah. I remember because uh, uh, Mindy was like dancing in the the, the pit, I guess, of yeah. the pageant, uh-huh. and I saw her, and I remember her saying like, "If it wasn't for you, he wouldn't be doing this." And I, like I, well, yeah, I don't know how to take that either. Um, I think she meant like, like, cause you met me in high school and we got into music, you know. But then I kind of was like, is she like blaming me because you're in this band? <laughs> you know what I mean? I think no. it was meant, meant to be nice, yeah. like, cause like, hey, yeah. like, I'm not saying I influenced you. Like, I was like, hey, but like, we got into Tool, we oh, got yeah, into Core, totally. we got into music, we got guitars. I mean, you went, far, you, you did more than I did with the guitar. Do you know I still have your bass guitar? How's it doing? Uh, not good. <laughs> the, the, the reason I still have it is because it sounds so good. Really, record on like when you record with it. Yeah, when it works though. Now it's like the oh. it, it needs it needs the there's the wirings 
off and say hi to say hi for me i will <laughs> i still saw yeah i got that from matt like 200 bucks that and a case and an amp yeah what was i quitting well why did i sell you all that i think your dad wanted the no well you're playing guitar oh, like, i don't yeah. want the bass i, like, I, I play the bass stupid. i don't care i was just stupid yeah <laughs> That is stupid. I wish I would have stuck with it. I just like, oh, this is hard. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, shit, the derailer came again. Uh, no, no, he didn't. I was talking. You're talking about the showcase you did. You said I haven't done real. I didn't really go on a tour. I wasn't gone. And I'm like, yeah, you did. Well, and I'm like, small scale you did the pageant stuff. show, and then I said to your but wife, that's not a tour. But it's, well, okay, yeah. But it's well, like we shows. Nashville, doing we're Nashville. We did like weekend warriors. You were stuff. at Greenland. Like we, we traveled. You were at Greenland, were you? We traveled. Yeah. We'll say that we didn't. Yeah, we traveled, and the big, actually, the biggest. No, yeah, the biggest shows I did were locally. I mean, I played at Riverport, and you played for Avril Lavigne, right? Not for her. She wasn't standing in. Was she a seaward? No, we weren't in contact. They, they were. It wasn't like that. This was. This was. You know, I'll. I'll. I'll, I'll say there's no. There's uh. What's the word? It wasn't glamorous by any means because it was just like, I remember it was like a hundred degree day. It was so hot. And like, like yeah, we're going to get to, you know, get the dressing rooms. Like, no, you, you're out in the front. You're, you're, you're playing the front stage. Like, oh, okay. Wait, so the, do, you're on the side stage? Yeah. I was just going to ask. Yeah, yeah, we didn't play the main stage. Okay. I really wish. I, I've been on the main stage. Yeah. I just never played music on the main stage. But yeah, we put, I mean, it was a big giant ass stage. Was it some festival since they had a side stage? Because usually, yeah. No. It's just, it was Avril Lavigne and Butch Walker, mm. who I, I didn't like him at the time, but now he's like one of my favorite singer songwriters. Really, producer, that's yeah, cool. I love him, but I, man, just I, yeah, I wish I could have gotten that opportunity to, you know, do the whole meet and greet and all that stuff. But no, they're like, no, you, hundred degree day, you change outside. Like it was so hot, like we were in our cars in the air conditioning because it was. Just, were the rest of your band members upset, or were you just like stoked to be part of the show? And they over stoked. Yeah, yeah, we didn't care. And we were playing to a lot of people, though. And at I'm first, you're, were, like, stoked during those situations, but then well, it gets to a point where you start losing it. Like, fuck my, this! That was like, my very first gig with them. So, okay. So I just, I was like, yeah, I love this. This is great. And you're we on played, cloud nine. We played a lot of people, too, because yeah. it's like you saw everybody that came in. Oh, that's A lot awesome. of people stayed. Yeah. Uh, that's a big area, too. That's yeah. where they put the side stage. If it's where they put it normally, where I, when I've been to, like, uh, uh, no, the it radio was little, festivals. It was a little closer to the entrance. Oh, okay. Now the side stage is, like, on its own. Like, yeah, like it's, it wasn't it's like that. a big parking lot. It on was the side. like a lot closer to okay to the appearance plan to people who came in. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool, man. I mean, you know, not everyone can say that. No, but the urge thing was something different. That was like a an event. Remember, we saw you came down to Carbondale. We saw the urge. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a good time. I don't remember that. They played wow. at some bar in Carbondale, and it was at like, like two packed. in the morning. It was like packed though. It was packed. Like and, so many people turned off for that shit. Like I mean, I was. By the time they came on, I was heavily intoxicated. They didn't like, come on until midnight. They was, from, no, I thought it was like one or two. They played from midnight to like two a.m. They, they played like, from what is this? Where they, are we? They played from midnight to close. But I was like, oh my god, this is awesome. Like, the energy they brought was just oh yeah. And they still to this day they bring they bring well they just not did, as much but they, they just they did some, some shows recently. Yeah, I know. I wanted to go to one, but we we were playing that night. My band was playing that night. No, oh, well, what are you gonna do? I know, <laughs> I know. Do you think they're like, uh, and I'm not trying to start shit with the urge because I don't know them, but do you think they're like the Al Bundy of bands of St. Louis where like four touchdowns in one game? It's and, and seriously like, I fuck, I mean, guys, like I'm not attacking the urge. They're a good band. I've rocked out to their music all the time. Um, 
you know, I love them. I love them. We just said we went to a concert with them. I would have, I, I would have went to. I was going to go to a show like a couple years ago. You know, they do shows every year. But are they the Al Bundy of of St. Louis music? Here's the thing, and this is going to maybe get me in trouble. <laughs> it's not just the urge. A lot of a lot of bands do this. I know at least three locally that they have enough recognition to fill a venue here. That's it locally. But they're doing it smart, where they're only doing, hey, we're doing a Christmas show. You know, like it's always end of the year. Yeah. Or it's always in the summer. Or a Halloween show. But they don't do a, yeah, or Halloween show. I know who you're talking about. But they don't yeah. do it all the time. Because, A, yeah. they probably can't. Well, like, like, like uh, El Monstero. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't care about name dropping them. They're good. But, like, they do Christmas shows at the pageant. So, it's oh, they're pretty big. Well, because that's different, because that's cover. Like, they're, but, they're still doing cover stuff. But that's an example where they don't, like, they, they, they do the pageant like three times. Oh, they a play year. a lot though. They play in this. They play at. I saw them at Riverport. Riverport. I saw them yeah. at Riverport. It was good. Yeah, I bet. It was they like it was like, like half production. filled though. It was like half filled yeah. though. But that, yeah, that's, it was a like, local cover band though. Right. I mean, that's so pretty. It's pretty damn good. Right. But like they're not like the, I. I think they schedule their shows very smart. They do it like every every, every holiday season. About, you man. know, like they're gonna do El Monstero shows. You Everything know what I mean? Is, like it, 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 you do it smart. You do it for a reason. Yeah. And it's I mean, age has well, Ludo, something to do with Ludo it. Ludo does like Halloween shows. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. So every year they do a Halloween show. Yeah, that's smart. And that's smart. And that's yeah. where it comes back to like I wish I still had like or not wish I still wish I gained that type of recognition to where I can do just I would be so happy to do that just once a year. Let's just pack this place. Yeah, but see, it could easy. still happen. It could still happen. It could still happen. I mean, you never know. That's the thing. Is like, I mean, I'm still in something that's grown. It's just a cover band. Yeah. But hey, cover. Well, you're no different than any other rock band out there. No. Because every rock band pretty much is a is a (laughs) cover band. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that's my whole thing. Is this? There's a lot of cover bands, like big. Well, slash tribute. Like the tribute bands do really well, but that's like full commitment. Well, that's where you like mock, you mock, you mimic the the actual. That's look. the full. Because I saw a Fleetwood Mac, yeah. um, cover band, and they like tried to mimic like how they looked, and I saw a Nirvana one like back in the day, and it, like guy looked just like Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Probably was him. All right, it's been a good year, good decade. Thank, a- thank you for listening. Follow yeah. us on social media. And here's two bigger and better things in 2020. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six. Five, four, three, two, one. Uh-oh.